All right, let's 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 get into this 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 word. Uh, we've been um, good morning, everybody, and and those out there watching. Uh, welcome to uh, our Ayers Christian Center Church Ayers TV broadcast, and we're talking about crucial and unpopular decisions today. Um, this is uh, part two of crucial and unpopular decisions. So, if you uh, didn't have time to either uh, view it or couldn't be present to hear, please, please uh, check out part one because uh, I won't be able to do too much review because of what we have to talk about today. But I, but I will, we will start with where we left off at, and that's uh, Philippians 2, following Jesus' example in making crucial and unpopular decisions. And then we'll jump off from there. All right, so Philippians 2, and starting with verse 5, uh, we're going to read probably 5 through 11. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, basically to be the God that he was. It says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion of as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. It says, wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. And so here we have Jesus who, of course, ended up with all his power sitting on the right hands of the Father. And people are confessing his name or his character in name of, of his character. Uh, and it's, you know, and so, but he, he, it said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so uh, then verse 8 goes on to say that he was obedient unto death. Now, now I understand that that's a, that's a, um, uh, that's a tough, tough <laughs> pill of be obedient unto death. But what it's saying is give your whole life to being obedient. I guess it's parallel to Romans 12, present yourself as a living sacrifice. Now, I'm going to say this. Uh, it's given us this as a target. And if you fall short of that level of the obedience, that will be fine. Just like if you reach for the stars, you fall short, you're in the clouds. But if you reach for the top of the curb, you fall short, you're still on the ground. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so this is, this is, we're, we're being given this scripture because we have to make these crucial and unpopular decisions. We have to take on the mind of Christ and try to be obedient unto death. But the good thing is we're in Christ. We're crucified and our life is here with Christ. So, 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 so we have Christ on the inside of us that can facilitate us actually doing these things. You know, John 15, I don't have that for the people that's uh, watching, but John 15 uh, five, it says, apart from him, you can do nothing. Apart from him, you can do nothing. And so we have to work to stay in harmony with Christ because it's, it's him that's going to help us to make these crucial and unpopular decisions. So we talked about this last week, that crucial and unpopular decisions are obedience in action. 
obedience in action. Bless you. Uh, is independent of comfort, convenience, or compromise. Is independent of comfort, convenience, or compromise. So uh, we said this, crucial and unpopular decisions always focus on the whole picture, not just the signature. You, know, you don't go to a museum and just try to, and, and just to observe all the signatures. <laughs> you go to observe the whole picture. And um, so to, to, if we're observing the whole picture, crucial and unpopular decisions play off of covenant, not convenience. It, uh, they play off of covenant, not convenience. So let's, let's look here at Deuteronomy 30. And we're going to walk through this. These crucial and unpopular decisions play off of covenant and not convenience. And I'm going to take my time and hopefully give you a picture that would inspire you to harmonize with God's plan for your life and make the tough choices that you're going to have to make. Wherever he said, some, some, some people had some this week. Um, they may or may not have passed them. All right, so Luke, I mean, uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. These are my witnesses. It says that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thou and look, thou and thy seed may live. So whatever choice we make is not just about us. So this is the interesting thing. This is great. I'm glad this is in here. What's so interesting is we make choices in our moment. And if we're so clouded, we don't realize these choices have a, a, a generational effect. But, we, but sometimes we're not thinking about that. We're not thinking about, like, like this child is not going to, just like, and I'm not comparing the two. Well, I am comparing the two, but I'm not saying the child is a puppy. But you know how, you know how some people like puppies? Uh, if you could turn it off, that would be good. Yeah. You know how... Uh, I'm going to be nice. All right, so you know how uh, uh, when people purchase puppies and they're cute? Because normally that's why you buy them, right? Because they're cute. The interesting thing is puppies grow up to be dogs. Like, they don't stay puppies. You know, that'd be nice, right? You know, even they're nuisance as puppies, you know. Um, <laughs> I was talking to somebody today, and they was like, their daughter was dog-sitting, but they were actually doing all the work. I said, so... Who's dog sitting? <laughs> but anyway, children, uh, this is the thing. Parents operate like children have no ears. They have no eyes. And then they, parents determine the child's uh, uh, process, like what they believe the child is processing, and the proximity of their hearing. So, like, the parent will go into the next room and go, surely the child doesn't hear this. Based on what? <laughs> the child's ears or you just hoping they don't hear, right? And so when you're making your decisions, this impact on the child because they're paying attention. Some of y'all look back now and you say, remember my mom always did this and my dad always did this. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say it. I can tell you my dad told me about bills. But, uh, but I remember it. 
you know. So 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 we're making choices today that that's not just about us; it's about the whole picture, right? So again, these covenant this these these crucial and popular decisions are covenant decisions, and covenant decisions are generational. Convenient decisions are personal. Covenant decisions are generational. So you make a a decision that's lined up with covenant, that's going to affect generation upon generation by generation, right? That's going to establish your legacy, Minister Lamar. But if you make a decision based on convenience, that's personal. But it can affect the generations because they're not going to get what they need. So, so we know this Proverbs 3, 6, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and what? He, he will direct what? Your path where you're going, right? He will direct your path where you're going. And so, 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 so I realized this, like, you know, I learned this. Uh, uh, I, I don't have this scripture for the people online. And, and, and the reason why I can say that all the time is so uh, the people that are manning the scriptures aren't, won't go looking for it. That's why I say that. I'm just trying to serve. We're trying to work together with the team. All right, but 2 Corinthians 4, 17, it says, but your light affliction is but for a moment in time, but working for you a far more exceeding weight of glory. So there's moments in time, if you, if you handle them right, they facilitate great glory, even though there's something happening in this moment. And it says your light affliction, that means the inconvenience of the obedience is light compared to what it's going to produce. But if you don't pass handle the light affliction correctly, you miss out on this glory. But you're not going to miss it because you haven't had it. Right? So, 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 so I realized that, um, and I've shared this a thousand times, but I think the book is Close Encounter of the God Kind, I think. Jesse Duplantis. And so it was a vision. He had a, a vision of going to heaven. So he goes to heaven and, you know, so he, you know, sees mansions and stuff like that. So everybody's, you know, showing him around. He's seeing all the great men and women of God. So he's about to go back to earth and he runs into Paul. And so he says, Paul, hey, hey, I'm about to go back. Is there anything you want me to tell them? He says, yeah, tell them to, 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 to take their lifetime, um, and turn it back into a moment. So what he was saying is, based on the scripture, he was saying that people, things happen to people in a moment of time, light afflictions, and they take that and they put it in a knapsack and they carry it to the next minute and the next hour, the next day, the next week. But it's only something that happened in a moment. The betrayal was in a moment. The, the mistake was in a moment. But we, we, it's on us to drag that mistake out of that moment, right? And so, so, so with this in mind, as we're talking about making crucial and unpopular decisions, realize that moments build into time. Moments build into time. Uh, time builds into days. Time builds into days. Days build into years. Years build into life. But it all started with what? A moment. Moment. Moments built into time. Time builds into days. Days build into years. 
years build into life. Let's go to Ephesians 5. So these crucial and unpopular decisions happen in moments in our life. So I'll share something else that I've shared before, but I'm going to use it in a different way. This example before, so uh, I was going to a, a CBA, Continental Basketball Association tryout, and I got some information, advanced information of what I needed to do. And so, uh, so you had to make a certain you had you had to make a certain amount of shots in, in during, with the time you had a clock. But the, the 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 thing that I really wanted to master is you had to make a certain amount of foul shots in a row. So I wanted to it's the best out of a hundred. Well, I wanted to make a hundred straight. I wanted to go to the trial and make a hundred straight. So so I worked on it. Uh, left hand, right hand, just shoot, you know. And so I my goal was to 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 get the habit of shooting fifty, at least fifty in a row, right hand, at least thirty five in a row, left handed. And so I got to this, I, I told the story before, but I got to this day, I'm in the gym in my, my former college, I'm shooting, and the way you, you learn how to be consistent in making things in a row is you don't count. You don't go one, two, three, four, five. That's two, that's three, that's four, five. You do, it's like, instead of 50 in a row, it's 51 shots. So I step up, toe, knee, elbow, reaching the dead, I got this little thing, I dribble, spin, tw spin twice, and then I shoot. So dribble, and then I shoot, right? Shoot a little tight, couldn't get my arms <laughs> right? So, uh, so uh, I'm doing this, one shot, one shot, one shot. So I get to, I don't know, I get to like 18, and the shot barely goes in. Because like I thought for a second, doubt, you know, like it almost creeped in, but my habit followed through, and the shot went in. Once I got past that 18, 18 I'm back on the roll again, boom. Boom, one shot, one shot, one shot. So I get to like 20, 27, and the same thing happens. So this, these are two moments, and the shot rattles a little bit, but it goes in. But then I'm back on the roll, back on the roll. So now I'm, I'm rolling. I might get to 30, 35, and I had to follow through because it wasn't just as smooth as the other. I, huh! I said, oh, man, I, I almost threw off my mechanics. So I got through these three moments. And so now I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I, so I get to 50, guy walks in the gym. Man, how many you at? I was like 50. So now, remember, 51 shots. But he's sitting there in front of me while I'm shooting. And I, so I'm, I'm laughing. Now I'm all business before he got there. I'm laughing like 52. But I'm, but I'm, I'm like, relax, I'm chilling. 53, 54. I don't know. I, just got, no, I got to 61. But the interesting thing is I, did, I, I, I changed my whole flow. I let my moment shift. Somebody walked in the gym in a moment, and I shifted. I, I didn't shift my mindset for all the shots. I shifted my mindset in a moment, and I let it carry me for the rest of the shots. But all I had to do, because I, I know the drill, there's about three or four moments when you're trying to be consistency that you could waver a little bit. If you get past that moment, you good. I'll give you another example. So, so uh, I, was trying to, I was trying to cut, uh, I talked about this Wednesday, so it was cool. I was trying to cut uh, lust out of my life. So I was trying to cut porn or whatever out of my life. So I knew, 
So I, so I, so I, so I used like working out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go a week, <laughs> right? Then I went a week in 30 seconds. Then, then I said, then I'm going to go, as I did, I did a week though, right? So I'm going to do two weeks, two weeks, 15 seconds. Then, <laughs> then I went three weeks, but then now I have a habit. And I realized sometimes I would get tempted back then. And I knew, I learned the system. I said, I just got to get past this moment. So I, what I did was I started reading. I started praying. Like in that moment, I shifted my mind. So your mind can't be on two channels at the same time. I shifted my mind to something else. Same thing with reading. You know how you're reading and sometimes you could be falling asleep or something. You know what I would do? I'd get up and get something out of the refrigerator and come back and start reading again. See, see, if that moment, the adversary tried to put sleep on me. So I just, I shifted my mind. Matter of fact, what I used to do is just, I'm playing my own games with the adversary. I, I would almost like, well, guess I would play it like I'm done, right, because I was falling asleep. I get up, go do something, come back, start reading again, pick back that momentum all up again, all over again. All you got to do is get through these moments. See, you think you're trying to hang in there all the time. No, you're not. You're, trying to, you're making sure you have what it takes to get over the hump in that moment. See, all you got, once you get over the hump in that moment, you got momentum all over again. But, but you're taking a moment and you're making it bigger than it is. Like, you think you, you're resisting all the time. No, you're not. You're resisting in these moments. Because most of the time you're on a roll. The moments are what count. That we just, and, and some of us, some of us think temptation means yield. <laughs> not resist. We think temptation, well, I was tempted. Hey, nothing I can do. <laughs> No, that's your opportunity to apply the stuff that you're learning, okay? So I gave y'all a little, little, little uh, trick that I used for some years. All right, so uh, Ephesians 5, 15. It says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. So circumspectly means be intentional in all your steps and your choices, right? And then 16 it says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So redeeming the time means maximize your moments because the days are evil. So in other words, if I'm not intentional in every moment, the day is going to carry me to do anything. So anytime I relax, I'm going to be caught in the wave of the world's flow. So I got to stay intentional and locked in. Like, I can't waste moments, right? My coach used to tell me in college, he's like, every day you're not working on your game, there's somebody out there working on theirs. So every day you're not working out, somebody's working on theirs. He said, the tough part is you could be in a crucial situation where you, it could be a trial or something like, like that, and guess what? You run into that person. The moment you cheated is the moments they'll take advantage of you, Right? So just think about that, maximizing your moments. Uh, and remember, we said it's playing off a of covenant, right? It's, it's covenant decisions are generational. So these moments that we have now are affecting generations, how we uh, facilitate them. So maximizing your moments is living out crucial and unpopular decisions. I'm living it out. This is my life. And so, so, so you ever, you, everybody can relate to this. You ever like... You know there's a big decision coming up or a big level of discipline, like you just graduated. So, you know, it's not just chilling because you also have responsibilities, uh, 
uh, you had job transitions, life transitions. So it's not like while you were trying to get your Masters of Divinity, you was just sitting around getting a Masters of Divinity, right? And there's times where you're like, that's nice, but <laughs> listen, I ain't got no time for this. So it's times you don't feel like it, right? Um, now, 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 you were valedictorian, right? All right, so, so then that's a whole nother, that's, that's like not just I'm passing, but I, I got to maintain a certain focus to be the, to do my best all the time. I have to be consistent in doing my best, right? In the midst of everything else that's going on, correct? And so this is the thing. So this is good because I'm, I'm going to be using that for the rest of your life. So, so, so I thank God that, he, that you got your master's of divinity, and I thank God you went through that process because that will be my reference, you know, as your pastor. Because think about all those moments where you gave a lot and you were good, but there was a demand placed on you that you had to go beyond what you were okay with. Like, 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 oh, you're busy. Oh, this is wonderful. This is for everyone. So you're busy. Uh, 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 I don't know. Wash machine break. Uh, the car break down. Uh, you find out you had this bill. One of the kids acting a fool. Uh, somebody's going through a sickness and disease. All this happened at the same time. And you, you're giving more of yourself than you normally would give, right? Okay. But a paper's due tomorrow. The paper don't care that all that stuff happened. It's due. If you don't turn in the paper, you don't pass the test, you don't elevate, right? And so that's what our whole life is like. Circumstances are happening all the time, but we, we use it, well, well, I don't have to do the God thing now. No, 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 no. You still got to do the God thing. You don't get to bail out because of the circumstances. See, see, we're pastors. Like, all, I listed all those things that happened. All those things happened. I still got to come here and preach. Nothing changes. And, and, and think about all the problems you're dealing with. So imagine a person that their life is assisting people with, take your problem, multiply it by hundreds. So that means you're a part of problems. You're, you, you got a niece or a nephew or a family member going through stuff and you feeling the weight of it, right? You know, you're like, man, you know, I just want them to get through. Could be son, daughter, whatever. You want them to get through. But imagine in our position. We have your situation and the situation of the loved one and everybody else's. But guess what? I still got to love my wife. Like, I don't go, babe, come on now. You don't want no love, do you? Like, yeah, yeah. You want to talk? All the stuff we dealt with this week? Don't I get a pass? Like, you still got to make those decisions. Realize when we were trying to get to church, through that entire process, two of my parents passed within nine months apart. We trying to sell a house, and we still trying to believe for the impossible. No, not like we rolling in, in, in dough. We're believing for even the resources. And what you do is you got to keep making those decisions. Guess what? And the bank just ain't giving you money. You, you have to do income statements, expense statements. Like, man, we, we did so many. <laughs> there were so many income expenses that you got to, and you can't get weary and well-doing. And you still got to move. And you got to renovate. 
and you got a time out when the pews are leaving and the chairs are coming. And if the and, and if, will the stage be done by the time the carpet is put down? And will the painting be done? And will it all time out? All this is going on at the same time. And all those people got to get paid. Because there ain't nobody painting here for free. The carpet wasn't free. All this stuff going on, but what you know what it, know what it is? Moments. It was just it, just like shooting them foul shots. Moments. Another moment. It's, 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 it was one moment. Deal with that. And that's the best thing, right? One moment. Deal with that. Not, okay, that's enough moments right now. I'm chilling. No, 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 no. I'm not chilling. I'm finishing this course. Right? Crucial and unpopular decisions. Just think about that for a second. So it's, it's crucial and unpopular living. Um, Matthew 7 says there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace. And so those crucial decisions keep you on that narrow way. Didn't we talk about that just now in um, Master Life? We were talking about the difference between rebuke, like when uh, 2 Timothy says, the word is profitable for doctrine, right? Um, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteous, righteousness. I know I merged two NIV and the King James together, but yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, instead of doctrine, NIV says teaching. But, but we talked about the difference between, uh, we said that rebuke is for disobedience. You, you're doggedly going opposite from God, right? And correction is for just going outside the lines. Gets you back inside the lines. Like you, you, you didn't handle that moment ex ex accurately. Your obedience wasn't accurate. It says when you're when, when, uh, having a readiness to avenge all disobedience, when your obedience is fulfilled, when you're back in line, in harmony, like in, in, in the right path, right? As uh, uh, Matthew 7, 13. But then uh, uh, Trina quoted it today, uh, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. It's uh, uh, walk not in the counsel of God, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but your delight shall be in the law of the Lord. And in the law do you meditate day and night. Right? And what is it? Your, your leaf shall not wither? Oh, you'd you be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in your season, right? And your leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever you do. What'd you say? Your, your leaf shall also not wither, and what else? And whatsoever you do, you shall prosper. That's talking about making crucial and popular decisions. See, because I... Like, I can't walk in the council of God. I can't stand in the way of the sinner. I can't sit in the seat of the scornful. Do you know that's not easy? Because they're all around you. You got to be accurate in doing those things. You got to be precise, right? Like, 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 even though we live in America, we, we got to operate in European engineering, precision, not just power, not just running through like it was a bull in the china closet, not just running through everything. We actually have to be accurate in, those, in our choices and our decisions, right? So, so scripture says, be, re, be renewed, in the, uh, uh, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you're making crucial unpopular decisions, see, conformity wants to be popular. It makes the easy, convenient decisions, not the unpopular decisions. Like, like, we make decisions based on everybody doing it. Honestly, some of us live life like the people on the highway 
they're all in the same lane, and all they had to do was get into another lane, and they could have moved faster. But since everybody's in this lane, everybody's going this way, I'm going to go this way. As opposed to, I'm going to lead, let the Holy Spirit lead you to do something different. So we, we you know, right now, our style, our lifestyle, how we operate as a society, how schools operate, everything is just conforming to compromise. We're not playing off a covenant no more. We're playing off a compromise, and that's dangerous, right? And look at this, 1 Corinthians 1. 1 Corinthians 1. We've talked about this scripture quite a bit also at the church. Again, we're talking about crucial and unpopular decisions. And, and we talk about those crucial and unpopular decisions play off a covenant, not convenience, right? And look at this, uh, verse 25. It says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men, right? And look, verse 27. It says, but God has chosen, look, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and he has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. Mighty. Verse 28, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, yea, the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Look, look, that no flesh should glory in his presence. So here, if I'm in line with covenant and with God, my choices are not always going to match up with logic. Listen, even as a pastor and being on a platform, and uh, Pastor Mel will tell you this too, as soon as you get on a platform, you're subject to criticism, but some people are criticizing based on how the world operates. They're, they're criticizing based on their intellect. They're criticizing based on tradition. They're criticizing uh, uh, based on how it's always been done. But they're not, they're not criticizing me based on, on the covenant that we established with God to start his church. They're not criticizing based on the covenant with God and what he wants his people to get in this time. They're criticizing based on, well, this is uncomfortable. Well, this is going to make people feel bad. Well, this is not popular. Well, this is not politically correct. Oh, okay, well, can you say that? Well, you're going to make people feel... First of all, you don't know how people are going to be made. I may be making you feel a certain way, but, hey, you're the exception to the rule. We can't just destroy everybody, we, but it's about obedience. It's not about what everybody thinks, everybody's criticism, stuff like that. And I'm not even mad at them for criticizing. I ask people, they call it criticize. Either I'll go, I see what you're saying. I'll go, okay, well, that's not what God tell me. Or I just go, okay. <laughs> but, but, but I'm not mad at you. And, and a lot of times I'm saying this respectfully. A lot of times I'm going, they didn't have that conversation with God. Some people weren't in agreement with us coming to Charlotte. When I say not an agreement, they weren't, they were afraid that we were making a dumb decision because we came out here with just me and my wife. Um, but they wasn't against us. They were playing off of this doesn't logically look, this looks foolish. We were playing off of the covenant with God. So it was a crucial and unpopular decision because, there, man, if we were waiting for a crowd, we'd still be in Columbus. If we wait for everybody to say it's okay, we still be in Columbus, out of the will of God. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 but, but again, it, it, we'll get into it. We'll get into it because I promised myself I would do something and I better do it right. 
right. So, so God is all about covenant. That's why we have to, crucial on the proper decisions plays off a of covenant. God is all about covenant. And you have to think about this. Think about how he continues to reference covenant with Isaac, Jacob, and even Solomon. He keeps referencing covenant. Like, throughout the scriptures, he's always talking about covenant. Let's look here at uh, Genesis 12. So, again, we're making these crucial and popular decisions, but it's not. See, this is the thing. Some people say, well, it was a crucial and popular decision. Uh, when, I, when, I, when I left the house to date Jimmy that was 20 years older than me, it was crucial and unpopular. Yeah, yeah, I said crucial and unpopular decisions play off a of covenant. You weren't playing off a of covenant. You was playing off a of compromise. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, that was a risk. That, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah, and we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> we'll get into that. All right, so Genesis 12. It says, now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house. Look, look, unto a land that I will show thee. Now, what he was saying there was, leave convenience and comfortable. Right? And uh, the Kamas says, uh, Kamas is a book, a breakdown of, of the Torah. The, this is the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. It says, uh, that Abraham was, God was telling Abraham, go for yourself. If you study the history of Abraham, Abraham was compliant. Abraham followed all the religious traditions to a T. Look, look, you could see it because he was taking care of his dad in his old age and taking care of his nephew, his brother's son. This was a part of their culture. So that was Abraham's default. So Abraham's significance was, I'm doing everything that our, religious, our, our religion requires us to do. I am compliant. So when Abraham shows up, he feels that comf comfortable, not, not necessarily just because of obedience to God, but because I'm approved by every man because no one can, no one's mad about me. You know, like that Abraham boy, we could depend on him, <laughs> right? And so God shows up and says, you've been faithful in that which is another man's, time for you to have your own. Kamal says, time for you to go for yourself now. Right? And so, uh, verse 2, it says, And I will make of thee, if, if you're obedient now, make this crucial and unpopular decision, because what you're going to do is not going to line up with your compliance. It's going to be different. Because I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to everybody in your family. Everybody that's dependent on you. I'm talking to you. And he says, uh, and I, if you do this, I'll make thee a great nation. I will bless thee. Make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. It says, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curses thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so God has established a covenant. Now, this is the key. Some people do what Abraham did, but they've never been faithful in nothing. They've never consistently been diligently faithful in another man's ever. They've, some people have hovered around to get what they wanted, but that's not faithfulness. You know, that's not giving yourself to something like uh, so we got uh, Andy Reid. He just won a Super Bowl, right? So Andy Reid just won a Super Bowl. But Andy Reid gave himself to assist someone else. Uh, Mike Holmgren, he gave himself to assist someone else in the winning the Super Bowl. So, so he was released to have his own team to win his own Super Bowl. You see what I'm saying? But he didn't like, I need to get mine. You know, he didn't abort it too soon. 
you understand what I'm saying? And some people do that. All right, so so work with me here because I'm going to show you something. So now he's talking, to, he establishes covenant with Abraham, right? We agree with that? And then let's go to Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 1. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Now that was Genesis, right? Look, one, uh, verse eight, verse eight. It says, behold, I have set the land before you. It says, go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and their seed after them. So here God still, he started with Abraham. It, it, you know, we don't have time to go through it. But when he was talking to uh, uh, Isaac, he referenced, hey, I told your father this. Jacob, I told your, your father and your grandfather this. And even now, he says, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm honoring my covenant. I'm obligated to honor my covenant. We're living based on a covenant, based on promises, right? And so he's always referencing covenant. So the, the covenant life has a guaranteed covering, right? It guar it's guaranteed to cover us. The covenant life is, uh, has a guaranteed covering. You know what it's called? It's called God's word. God gave his word. So every time you're making a choice and it's in harmony with covenant, God's word is, 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 has to confirm every step of obedience. It, there's no option. It's not, man, hey, man, look, they done did it. I don't feel like it right now. No, it's, God's word has to assist Every step of obedience. Every, so if God said it, you best believe it's going to happen. It, there's no, he's not a man that he should lie. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm skipping ahead. And I said I wasn't going to do that. So, all right, so see, when we, believe, when we leave God's presence to taste the compromised life, now we said the covenant, the covenant life has a guaranteed covering. God's word. God gave his word, right? The compromised life is different. When we leave God's presence to taste the compromised life, God has no responsibility to cover us there. There is nothing there to cover you. There's no responsibility. So when you go in, a, when you go outside of the presence of God, outside of harmony with his covenant, outside of being obedient, once you're out there, that's the, that's the compromised life. There is no responsibility there. You're, you're taking a, a major risk. There's no guarantee. God doesn't have no obligation. Now people go, how could God let this happen? God's go, no, I, I don't. Listen, hey, hey, we can check the contract. Like, like you know, if somebody doesn't do what they're supposed to do, you be like, oh, no, we're going to check the contract here. You can check the contract. God has no responsibility when you're outside of his presence, outside of covenant, when you're doing something disobedient. Now you, you, you're hoping the, the, the devil and, and the people out, out there is going to cover you because God don't have no responsibility, right? So let's look at this. Let's go, let's go to John 8. See, crucial and unpopular decisions keep us, keeps us in harmony with covenant. Those are covenant decisions, not compromise decisions. All right, so John 8, 44. John 8, 44. 
All right, so it reads this. It says, uh, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he abode not in the truth. So he can't rest in and be around the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So now, when I go outside, when, see the, the covenant life has God's word. God is not a man that he can lie. God can't lie. The adversary can't tell the truth. So when you go outside, he can promise you stuff. He can promise you the world. Like, the adversary has unlimited promises because he don't have to pay in none of them. That's like right now, I promise you a million dollars and I don't have a million dollars in my account. And I'm like, sure, sure, I got a million dollars. You gonna do it for a million? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Hey, I agree. But if, well, not me, but if, if Pete, <laughs> if Pete was a liar, Pete could promise you anything. He ain't coming through. You like some of them past relationships, person goes, yeah, no, 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 I got you, I got you. Yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. And then the person betray you and you mad. Why are you mad? There's no truth in them. So why are you looking for the truth? No, see, you have, you have a truth in your head and you're trying to project it on the liar. Liars are liars. The devil is a liar. So, so while you out there doing stuff, he, hey, you out there on your own. <laughs> there's, no, there's no covenant to assure or to guarantee you'll prosper out there. See, God, God has every obligation to honor your obedience. He has to honor your obedience. Let's go to Numbers 23. He has to honor your obedience. So, so you're not taking a risk when you're obedient. You're taking a risk when you're disobedient. Well, I don't even know if that's a risk. Is that a risk? Because you ain't getting it. <laughs> It ain't going to work out for you, right? All right, so, so uh, Numbers 23. So remember that now the devil's what? He's a liar, right? So he don't have no obligation. But look at this, verse 19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Rhetorical question. Or has he spoken? Or, or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? It says, behold, I receive commandment to, it says, behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. You know, so, 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 you know, this, this, you know, they were trying to get Balaam to curse the children of Israel. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yo, man, you, you anointed it. Go curse the children of Israel. And so he shows up. He's like, cool, no problem. Oh, you want me to curse them? Oh, I can't. They, they're unstoppably blessed. They have God's word covering them. They have a guarantee. There's, if, I, if I speak adverse words, those words will evaporate before they even get anywhere near them. He says, God has already blessed them. They bless. I can't reverse it. Nobody can. But let's say you're out there in, in compromise, in a compromised life. Oh, no, no, like, 
Oh, what, what you need me to do? Curse them? No problem. <laughs> they uncovered. I can do whatever I want to. <laughs> right? So we're risking stuff when we go outside of being obedient. But look, and then we come up with our little phrases, you know, you know, I know God loves me. God knows my heart. Yeah, he loves you. But he's bound by his word. <laughs> Whatsoever you sow, that, that you're going to reap. <laughs> he's bound by that. Like he can't, he can't reverse it. And he figured if you sowed it, that's what you wanted. <laughs> you got what you wanted. Why, why are you complaining? Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8, and then we'll do 17. Now, this is after it says, uh, verse 11, it says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments. That's our side of the covenant. And his judgments and his statutes, which I command you this day. It says, less, uh, verse 12, it says, Lest when thou art eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks have multiplied, and thy silver and gold has multiplied, and all that thy how has multiplied, it says, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Drop down to verse 17. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand has gotten me this wealth. He says, but thou shalt... Re but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Look, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. He's still playing off a covenant. He says, I committed something way back. I, 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 me and Abraham had a conversation. I'm still locked into what I said. He says, but when you forget me, you breach the contract, not me. I'm, I'm not obligated if you breach the contract. If you forget me and don't keep my commandments, stay in line with my will. I, I'm not, listen, you breach the contract and you look at, why, like, I can see God at the, you know, you come to the conference room, you're in the conference room, like, yeah, these, you got your lawyers, you pull out your paper. God is in breach of contract. This is what he promised. And, and, and I can see them laughing like, y'all really want to do this right now? And then you pull out the contract and say, Lo, you, you haven't met your end. You haven't done what you're supposed to do. You haven't kept my commandments. Okay, on uh, uh, June 13th, uh, 3 o'clock p.m., was this you? Yeah, you know how they had a video. <laughs> was this you? Oh, no, 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 that looks like you. You know, then they show your face. Yeah, well, that was me, but this is what happened. Okay, my bad. Uh, on uh, July 24th at 4 o'clock in the morning. Is this you? Is that your computer? I'm just asking. August 2nd, 2020. Uh, is, that, is that you at the casino gambling the tithe? Is that you? Now, now what was you saying about my, my end of the contract? Right? So he's not obligated there, right? Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. So crucial and popular decisions keep us in line with covenant 
And when we are in line with covenant through our obedience, we're unstoppable. We can have the petitions that we desire because we're asking according to in harmony with his will, right? All right, so we're going to focus on verse 11, but I, just for conversation, I'll, I'll start here with uh, um, uh, 6. It says, seek the Lord, seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near, that the wicked twisted forsake his way, that's outside of covenant, and the unrighteous man his thoughts outside of covenant, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. So this is the key. Remember we talked about this in Master Life class. When, when there's uh, uh, rebuke or correction, it's for love. It's to get you to turn back or get back in harmony. Remember the correction is you outside the lines, get you back in harmony. And, it's, and so that places you in position for his mercy. So remember we had talked about people say, well, God's working on me. No, God's not working on you unless you're seeking him where he may be found, unless you're coming back into his presence to get the mercy to replace the disobedience to get you back on track. But you still got to get back on track. Repentance is not going away from God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, but my steps is what? Still doggedly away from God. No, no, it's forgive me and repentance turning towards God. Now I can say God's working on me because now I'm progressing closer to God. But I can't be turning this way. Or let's say I realize I'm wrong and I stay right here and I go God's working on me. No, we're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you got to be working towards God, right? All right, so that's Master Life from this morning. So it's, it, it's for the people that are looking online. You can grab that. It's, it's recorded. It's, it should come up today. It's probably already up. Right, so, so, so again, these crucial and popular decisions, you know, it's about covenant and it's making tough choices, right? We talked about that last week. So the most difficult thing um, in making choices is not the choice. I was sharing this, me and uh, Vito was talking one day. It's actually what you see. So it's, you think it's the choice, but it's actually what you see. Uh, and what you see is based on the clarity of, of vision in your lenses. Like, what, what are you looking through? So we think the tough choice is the choice. No, it's actually how you see the choice, right? That's what makes it difficult. And when you skew your, 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 your view because you're clouded with the things of the world, you have skewed vision. So you see the, the choice bigger than it really is. Uh, so, 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 again, I always give you my little testimonies and stuff. So when I, when I, when I was coming up, uh, I didn't play high school basketball, I played college basketball. But, you know, you start watching all these people on TV and you're like, I thought to be a professional basketball player, you had to be perfect. Literally perfect, like, like so. So I had to do be able to do everything, not just shoot, not just dribble, just the whole thing, jump high, do the whole. And then you know the 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 New York Knicks pack practice after us in college, and I you know I just watched their practice. I was like, like you had guys who could only do one thing, just shoot, or one guy could just dribble. I I saw Huey Brown showing somebody how to shoot a left hand hook shot. I was like, man, I shoot left-hand jump shots. How is this guy in the NBA? But see, I had a perception of what it took. It had nothing to do with the reality of what it took. See, 
It's the lens us I was looking through. I made that mountain a lot bigger than it was. Actually, it wasn't even a mountain. False evidence appearing real. See, see, this is what happens with those moments. We make something throws us off course in a moment, right? You know, like you, you, you ever had like something just disappointing happen? We take that and depending on what lenses we're looking through, we take that as, oh, I can't even progress now. But it's how, it's, see, that's just an opportunity for a crucial and unpopular decision. That's an opportunity for you to do something that's never been done. To, 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 to reset how things can be done. It's an opportunity for creativity. But, but depends on the lenses you're looking through. This conversation uh, me and Vito was having. So clear lenses uh, lead to clear, obedient choices. When your lenses are clear, you're going to make clear, obedient choices. When your lenses are clear, clear lenses, you're going to make clear, obedient choices. When you have a skewed vision, you're going to make skewed, disobedient choices. Skewed vision, skewed, disobedient choices. And, and, and respectfully, y'all, that's the difference between chaos and comfort. That is the difference between chaos and comfort. See, because the reality is, it's not that our choices are difficult. It's just that they're not comfortable. You see what I'm saying? But, 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 but. You know, something I've all, I told my son in making crucial and popular decisions, I mean, way back when he was in high school, I said, son, you got to be willing to do the uncomfortable. You almost got to live in the uncomfortable. Like, but, but if your life is just about comfort and convenience and, and your business, you ain't, ain't nobody going to make you look bad, you know, listen, that's a dangerous life because as soon, soon as you're exposed, like, that's, that's when you see people depressed and on pills and stuff like that because they don't realize this life is about it's uncomfortable. I embrace the uncomfortable. I get stronger. I realize my ability. Something else is uncomfortable. Another hurdle. I, I hurdle that and I realize my ability. Something else is uncomfortable. Each of those things start to forge a character. When I get to where I'm going, whatever you throw at me, my character is so solid because of all these uncomfortable hurdles I've gone through to get to this point. But, but like, like the unaccountable person, the unaccountable person ain't, un listen, it's selective uncomfortable. We're talking about when you don't have a choice. We're talking about serving and being consistent with that. The freelance unaccountable person, even if they get to the mountain, it's temporary because they're not used to being uncomfortable. They're not used to accountability. That's why you got all these leaders now hiding. They've been hiding their whole life. Vulnerability is, just hasn't been an option. Uh, I didn't say no names, but y'all know leaders that hide. So, so yeah, but, they, but they're, they're not evil people. Just no one told them that your life is supposed to be in the light, like we talked about in Master Life this morning, right? Not hiding. See, so we're going to have to make some decisions here. And, 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 and decisions in general, it's, it's, it's just about choices. But it's, a, uh, it's a, to make a solid decision, you're unwavering. Uh, you got to have a firm character. You know, that's the unseen you. 
See, if your character is shaky, that's why you're hiding it. It's, it's very difficult to make crucial unpopular decisions because your default is say, ah, nah, it's not that important. See, I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm using Keith, I'll use Keith. I lived my life, I had a thousand philosophies for why I did everything. And, and, and when I say philosophies, I, I'm not a bad communicator, I'm not a bad writer, I know how to crystallize things, so I crystallize compromise. Never said that before, but I did. I crystallized. So, so, and I had, if you was around me, you would, man, I, I heard people say this, so this is not me. Oh, that's sweet. I'm compromising. I'm not accountable. Keeping it real, I'm making going nowhere look good because I have activity, I don't have elevation. So, so, so I, I'm going to pass through something else that's not as familiar as there, and then this is not as familiar as there, and then this is not as familiar as there, and then this is not as familiar as there, and then this is not as familiar as there, but guess what? I've been here before. I just created a delay to get back here again. But, but I haven't elevated nowhere. I'm just going around in circles. I'm a seed in the ground, fighting through the dirt and proud of myself because I broke through the dirt here, broke through the dirt here, broke through the dirt here, but I haven't elevated. Seed ain't supposed to stay under the dirt and master being comfortable under the dirt. It's supposed to produce something, elevate. And I ain't never seen a seed grow on its own. Never. Yeah, but all... Uh, oh. All vegetation doesn't have farmers, they have God. I ain't never seen watering, nurturing. Like, I, I, so what are we doing? And so what I'm saying is like, it's gonna take us forging that character unseen you. Our actions or our will, we have to be decisive. It has to be some determination, some resolution. Uh, crucial and popular decision, there's a standing, there's a consistent, man, listen, uh, in the midst of all types of folk, man, man, ain't nobody trying to hear all that. I don't care who, who's trying to hear it, I'm going to be obedient to what God says. See, so, so, so that's the thing is, and, and I get it, it gets, to, it gets a place where people, there's a default in there that they put inside themselves, allow inside themselves, that creates an automatic reject and blinder, so they got to be blind so they don't feel the impact of the change, having to make the change, and then they, then then there's a, uh, it's almost like sending out uh, little bombs, you know, the you know detonators to scare people away. Man, that's 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 because a, a limited time in the world, and so so I'm gonna tell you this: these crucial and popular decisions are about timing and obedience, timing and obedience. I'm, we're going to end here. Um, and these decisions, timing and obedience, they're made independent of circumstance. The, these crucial and unpopular decisions are independent of circumstance. So basically, circumstances don't have a voice. So God tells you to do something, if you, immediately you go to your head, you're giving the circumstances a voice. Well, what about this and what about that? What about that? No. Circumstances don't have a voice. And at the same time, these crucial and unpopular decisions, at the same time, 
They're in the midst of circumstances. Circumstances don't have a voice, but you're making these decisions in the midst of circumstances. That there's a table prepared in the midst of the circumstances. Right? Psalm 23, God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Right? Not in hiding, not when they calm down. No. Why are they, why are they disagreeing? Why are they thinking you're a trip? Why are they uh, thinking you're too holy uh, or you're, uh, you're, what is it? You're too legal? Well, that's the other one. Legalism. Yeah. Otherwise justified as I don't want to be accountable to nobody. Right? I know some people are operating in legalism. Okay? Just drop your rocks over there. I know you was thinking it. Um, all right. So, so, so let's end with these two scriptures to close out. Because I think we have at least enough for this week to wet our whistle. But we'll go back to Deuteronomy 30. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 30. Uh, where you at, Deuteronomy? We'll get ready to end here. All right, so, so we'll start here with verse, we're going to read three verses here. Verse 1, verse 15, and verse 19. It says, and it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them, call them to mind among all nations, whether the Lord thy God has driven thee. So it says some things are going to happen where you're going to realize these choices, these crucial and unpopular decisions, the blessing and the cursing. The life and death, you know. Uh, verse 15. It says, see, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. So now before he even got to verse 19, he had already said, listen, there's, you're going to be in a situation of choice. I'm giving you vast, advanced information. Be obedient. That's basically what he's saying. And then, of course, you know, verse 19, I, I call that the heaven and earth. So the first one, he says, hey, you're going to remind, be reminded when you're amongst them. That's what verse 1 is saying, right? When you're amongst them, you're going to be reminded of these choices. Verse 15 is saying, look, I've set life and good and death and evil before you. Make the right choice. When he gets to 19, he says, look, as a witness, <laughs> I call heaven and earth, right? That this is what I've set before you. Life, death, blessing, and curse. Choose life. Make, every time you have a choice, Choose the, the, the life choice, the covenant choice. Don't choose the compromise choice. Because each one of them has a, 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 a harvest, right, attached to them. So uh, what Joshua said, choose ye this day whom you will serve, whether it be God or man. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. Um. And so you will be presented with choices, options that differ from God's plans and dreams and his covenant for you. Um, don't sell out. I'll repeat that. You, you, you're going to be presented uh, with choices, options that differ from God's plans, God's dreams, and God's covenant for you. Don't sell out. Again, advanced information. Don't sell out. I, uh, look, I call heaven and earth today 
You've been, you've been given the advanced information. <laughs> All right? So, huh? Say, what, say it again. Oh, would you, you, you whispered it. I just sound like it's, it's a little bug on the floor. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> All, right. All right, so I know you, the camera was on. You weren't trying to be loud. All right, so you will be, you will be presented with choices and options that differ from God's plans, dreams, and covenant for you. Did you get that? Don't sell out. Did you get that? <laughs> All right, so, so let's stand on our feet. That's enough for today.